Hello and welcome to the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast. Behavioral Healthcare Executive is part of the Psychiatry and Behavioral Health Learning Network. I'm BHE Digital Managing Editor Tom Valentino, and today I am joined by Lisa Richardson, the CEO and co-founder of Beyond Healthcare, which is a provider of holistic mental health care to adolescents, teens, and their families that is based in Toledo, Ohio. Lisa, welcome to the BHE Podcast. I'm excited to catch up with you, Tom. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So I gave the uh, the elevator synopsis of Beyond, but why don't you tell our audience a little bit more about your organization and the work that you do? Sure. So back in 2020, um, several months after COVID broke out, we were starting to see you know all the different impacts upon kids and families in our communities and really knew that they were struggling. And I started to, to think about that and just as a behavioral health professional, what is it that we should be doing for our kids and our families who are really struggling right now? And like many other people during that time, uh, really reevaluated my career and my life and, you know, what I really want to be doing with my career. And so I decided to reconnect with an investor in private equity that I had known for many, many years. Uh, He asked me if I was interested in doing something several years ago, but I had a young son and I felt like he was too little at the time. So um, we had shared articles back and forth for several years about just industry topics. And um, I knew that he really had a heart to help people. And I feel like being someone that is um, in behavioral health care um, because of my own story and because uh, of my desire to really want to help uh, people, it was really important for me to connect with an investor that I felt like had that type of interest as well. So um, I called him up and said, hey, I want to do something. And um, things just really meshed together really quickly. So um, we met with his business partner and just talked briefly through what this might look like. And we, we started working on it. Uh, late in 2020. Um, And we opened in April of 2021. And we've served over 500 kids since then and their families. And we're about to open our second facility uh, this fall in Fairlawn, Ohio. But our main focus has been really serving adolescents um, and their families through partial hospitalization programs, intensive outpatient programs, medication management, and um, looking at those kids that have the most severe mental health struggles, and after they're leaving uh, inpatient facilities or emergency rooms, who is it that serves them? So that's really what we're specializing in. But apart from that, we're also offering clinical consultation and clinical services to our schools, so embedded in the local school districts, and just doing our part to say, what can we do to help the, the kids and families that are within our communities? You know, one of the topics you and I have been talking about recently is the, the power of connection and community. And I think this has been an especially important subject over the past couple of years in, in light of the pandemic. Um, I'm curious your thoughts. How has COVID and the loss of connection impacted youth today? And why is that important in what you're doing um, with Beyond Healthcare? Yeah, it's, it's really important. And I think we all can have our own experiences or thoughts about how kids are doing or how people's mental health is doing. But I'm always somebody that looks back to research, too. And 
there was a CDC uh, study that was uh, put out recently about adolescent behaviors and their experiences uh, based upon the impact that COVID has had on them. And I was really shocked to read some of the information that was there. Uh, They stated more than a third of high school students reported poor mental health. And this one really got me. More than 50% reported emotional abuse at home. So what that tells us is that our, our families are really struggling. And in the work that we do, we're not just serving the kids, we're also serving their families. So we have several families that, that come to us and they have their whole family in care. And that might mean the mom's in medication management, the kids are in individual therapy or in day treatment, uh, intensive outpatient program, um, or it might mean just that the parenting or parents are getting parenting tips because they're really not ready to, to address the mental health concerns they have. Uh, for themselves, but um, our families are struggling. And as a result, our kids are struggling. And I think the lack of connection that our our kids have had as a result of the pandemic has really caused a a lot of the exasperation of some of their um, mental health challenges. And what we know is that connectedness is really vital for all of us to thrive, but also our kids in particular. And if if kids don't have a connection and they don't feel like they're part of their school, part of their community, part of uh, something bigger than themselves, then they're more likely to have um, mental health challenges. So I read this study recently that said adults who experienced strong connections as, as youth were 44 to 66% less likely to have mental health issues, experience violence or use substances. And I had to read that like five times because I'm someone who believes that, um, you know, we do have disease and, you know, addiction and mental health uh, challenges can be labeled as diseases. Um, And I believe in the disease model of addiction. But what that really tells me is is there's so much more to it. There's so much more to why someone might experience mental health challenges. And a lack of connection has been shown time and time again to really impact the way that someone views the world. And what we know about kids is if they just have one adult in their life that really believes in them, it increases their resilience. And resilience increases their ability to overcome ACEs or adverse childhood experiences. Um, There's a quote from this psychologist who says, um, I forget his name, but he says, um, every child needs at least one adult who is irrationally crazy about them. And um, I try to remind my staff of this all the time about our little uh, micro connections that we have with all of our kids and families. So um, how, what do we do to beat that one adult that shows kids that we are crazy about you in the best kind of way possible? And that might be from our first interaction when they come into the front desk. It might be how we interact with them when they are having some anxiety issues in the hallway. Might be how we interact with them when they do something really inappropriate. But all of these little connections that we have with our kids and families are are part of building their self-esteem, their identity, and ultimately the way that they feel about the world around them. And if we can not only provide quality mental health services, but also 
give our kids an opportunity to feel like they are part of something bigger than themselves and they have a connection with our staff and with our program, we really feel that that's, that's vital to their overall success, their overall health, their overall mental health. And I think this is something that um, it takes intentionality, right? It takes a lot of uh, intentionality, um, not only for our clients, but also for our staff to uh, feel connected in, in the world around them, just knowing how important that is to overall health and overall mental health as well. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, providing the best care that you can uh, for the the adolescents and the families that you're working with and building those connections um, with those folks starts with, you know, building a, a strong, healthy and connected staff and, and workplace. Um, from a management perspective, what does that look like? You know, what are the best practices related to that? And why do you feel that this is so important um, for beyond and for this field as a whole? Yeah, good question. And I'm sure I will answer it imperfectly, but I'll, I'll do my best. I think um, we are part of our mission is not just to serve kids and families. That's really important. And that is why our business is here is to serve kids and families. But another big part of our mission is to create a radically healthy and connected workforce. And that requires almost just as much work as serving our kids and families. <laughs> I think there are a lot of companies that say they're committed to creating a healthy workforce or they're committed to a positive workplace culture. And they mean it, but that takes a back seat to the everyday challenges that occur with the clients that you serve or the customers that you serve. And so if you want to create a radically healthy and connected workplace, you have to be very intentional about doing so. And personally, I'm really passionate about this because being someone that has studied leadership over my career, I know the, the really great importance of creating a positive work place culture. And really it all begins with your leaders. And at Beyond, we really focus on our leadership behaviors and the way our leadership is acting and behaving and how we treat the people around us and how we have courageous conversations with each other, even if it's hard and um, how we celebrate each other. We really focus on that as a leadership team, knowing that that trickles down to our staff. We try to do that for our staff and that our staff will trickle down to our clients, that it's all connected. And you can't really provide high quality behavioral health care if you have a toxic workplace. <laughs> you can't really provide high quality uh, behavioral health care if you have unhealthy workers. Granted, you could do that, but you probably can't do it well. So we believe a key component to providing good care is taking care of the people that work with us and making sure that we have an environment that um, celebrates that. Um, so really intentionality is a, a key piece of it. And um, I wish I could tell you all the ways that we do that, but it's, it's complicated. <laughs> Number one, I can tell you that we spend a lot of time talking about culture, talking about our relationships. Um, and it's not just about a happy and cheerful workforce. It's also about um, addressing behaviors that we see that are not healthy in each other and in our staff. Um, it's about um, 
the way that we communicate, communicating in a way that is kind and respectful and ensuring that our staff do the same with our clients and with each other. It's about creating safety in the workplace that you can be exactly who you are. You don't have to change who you are. And that is what's celebrated. Uh, so a healthy workplace uh, means a lot of different things to us, but I think the key for us at Beyond is the intentionality behind um, the amount of time that we spend working on this and talking about it and really letting our values guide us and guide our behavior and guide the way that we interact with our staff. Um, just to give you a few ideas though, just on a practical level, see I'm a practical person, I like <laughs> practical ideas. Um, one of the things we do is we have something called Wind Down Wednesday and it's every Wednesday for an hour and staff get together and they do something different and it's not pressured time it's not mandatory it's not a formal meeting there's no agenda to it and this is totally staff led and it gives them time to connect to share their stories to you know talk about whatever they want to talk about whether it's work or home and we usually have something fun in there like a coloring books <laughs> um, or a craft or pizza there's just random things that that go on but it it gives them an opportunity to connect with each other that's not work and not forced. Um, another thing that we do really, which is quite intentional is practice gratitude ourselves, practice mindfulness ourselves. If we're trying to, to teach our kids this, we have to do it ourselves. So usually every Monday, you'll see one of the leaders uh, give a shout out on our team's message board about who they're grateful for and why. And it's just so encouraging. It's like one of my best favorite parts of the week because everybody chimes in and starts talking about who they're grateful for as well and why they're grateful for them and that requires leadership on behalf of our leaders but also intention intentionality to like create that space for that to happen and something cool happened last week because one of our leaders forgot to do it and one of our entry-level staff went in there and, and wrote her gratitude statements because the leader forgot to prompt the conversation and I was celebrating that because it, it's it's catching on, right? The things that we're trying to do intentional as leaders are catching on uh, with our staff. Yeah, uh, you know, you set the good example and it perpetuates, you know, that being carried out by uh, everybody around the the team. And, you know, it's becomes a self-sustaining thing and that's great. Um, what would you say are some warning signs that a workplace might not be necessarily as healthy or connected? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think listening to your people will tell you all you need to know if you truly listen. And if your people aren't willing to tell you, then that's a huge warning sign. Uh, if your people become silent and aren't, aren't feeling safe enough or brave enough to tell you what's wrong, that's, that's a huge warning sign. We, we talk about our problems all the time openly. You know, what are we doing well? What can we celebrate? And what are our problems? And that's not just um, operationally, but like in our leadership team, what are the challenges we're facing with each other? And how can we work those out? And hoping that trickles down and we try to model that behavior. So um, I think staff that are quiet or aren't telling you what's going on is a huge warning sign. I think looking at your top leaders of your agency and how they behave 
And if you are seeing them have um, behaviors or conversations that aren't healthy, that are toxic, that are gossiping, that are backstabbing, um, that are not uh, supporting a strengths-based environment or are promoting stigma, you better believe that the rest of your staff and team are, are probably perpetuating that. So um, seeing issues with your top leaders, knowing the power that they have for, for that type of behavior to trickle down, I think is important. Um, and I'd probably say the last thing is that when you think you have it all figured out should be your biggest red flag <laughs> because creating environments where people feel connected and they feel they belong and they feel safe at work is something I will never figure out. And at Beyond, we will never figure it out. And the day that we do is the day that we should probably just close down. Um, people are complicated and messy and beautiful all at the same time. And if we think that we have that scenario figured out of how to be happy and productive and healthy and connected at work is, you know, is, is not a good sign for us. We always want to be growing and learning and trying to, to figure out what makes that happen at work. All right. So bringing this full circle uh, at the outset of our conversation, you had uh, told us a little bit about how Beyond launched and your plans to open a second location. Um, what else is in store um, for your organization here in the uh, the near and distant future? Yeah, it's a really exciting time for our company and to only be, you know, a little over a year and a half in and already opening a second site is inspiring and exciting at the same time. Um, but it also tells me that our kids are hurting because there's a need there and our families are hurting. So it's sort of a, a bittersweet situation that um, our company is doing really well and we're thriving. Um, well, we also know our communities are hurting. Um, so that, that paradox is never uh, lost on me, but um, we are excited to open a new facility in Fairlawn, Ohio, which is um, just about a half hour west of Akron. And it will be a very similar model to what we're doing uh, here in Toledo, helping primarily adolescents um, and their families. And we also are looking at other areas across the state of Ohio to open a third facility hopefully early uh, next year, uh, possibly in the, the Columbus area. So we're, we're looking um, at different uh, cities that have a need. And we know the need is everywhere, but where there is the highest need, where there's lack of access to care, where we know that um, there's, there's not a lot of providers or services um, already being offered is, is where we're, we're looking at. We also have a, a large investment team that has joined us on this journey. Um, some behavioral health um, folks that are amazing and I am honored to have on our team and inspired by, by their experience and their success and um, that are helping to guide us and give their, us their, their wisdom too. So that's, that's exciting for me to know we have support uh, on the back end and it's not just me out here trying to <laughs> um, expand our services. Yeah. Well, Lisa, it sounds like you have a lot of good things happening. Uh, best of luck with all of this moving forward. And um, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with us today. It was great catching up with you. Thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate it. All right. That's Lisa Richardson, CEO and co-founder of Beyond Healthcare. 
As a reminder, you can subscribe to the BHE podcast on Apple Podcasts and other podcast listening platforms. Past episodes of our show are also available on our website, behavioral.net. Our thanks once again to Beyond Healthcare CEO Lisa Richardson. We'll catch you next time on the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast. 